0: Welcome everyone to the third episode of the Nerd Dungeon Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. Now, let's get right started because I'm not sure how long this will take. So, today what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be ranking all the mainline Star Wars films. And I'm not just going to list it, I'm going to give reasons why it's ranked there. Um, Before we get started though, I just wanted to make sure to clarify, this is my personal opinion on these movies. And um, the opinion is both personal, but I'm also looking at this not just on, like, whether I personally enjoyed the film, but on whether it does what it tried to do well, if that makes any sense. But just don't get mad at me if your favorite Star Wars movie isn't as high as you expected. Okay, now let's get started with, I mean, it's not a surprise this one's at the bottom. Number nine, we have Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I mean... I just want to say before this though, I love Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson has created Knives Out and also Glass Onion, which are two of my two of one of my favorite films ever. I mean, Glass Onion is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but it just—I don't know if it was maybe story restrictions or something like that, but it just wasn't right. This film. I mean, it just kind of craps on the original trilogy. It kind of takes everything that you liked about the original trilogy. Tries to do it, but kind of just then kind of says this is stupid, and then gives up about halfway through. I'm also not a huge fan of in the film that um, Luke is kind of played as like a Yoda figure. I I know it's like that's a cool parallelism thing, but it just wasn't given enough time to really you know mean anything. So the parts with Luke and Ray just feel like empty scenes because he refuses. To train her for the longest time. Then accepts it. But acts like she. Like forced him to do it. When he does it on his own will. He's just. He's rude to her and stuff like that when training. And it just doesn't work. I mean. Also I said it in my first episode. Finn was wasted in this movie. I'm not going to repeat points like that. So let's move on to the next spot. Number 8. Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh boy! Now the only reason that this film is not number nine is because there are some scenes in this movie that are actually pretty good. I mean, I think the um, I think the battle between Rey and Kylo Ren on the ruins of the Death Star it's a it's a cool visual scene. It is it's not that cool in like the story, but I like the you know the splashing tides, the colored lightsabers really are brightened in that scene. But really, it's just that stuff. I like the scene when we hear like all the voices of force ghosts and stuff like that. Although my um, story that I really wish happened was that like all the force ghosts like appear behind Ray as like a symbolic thing. But that's kind of it's more of a visual thing. This uh, the way they did in this one works. But I mean, this movie was heavily marketed. And as like you know the end of the Star Wars movies, the last Star Wars film, the end of the saga, but they really just kind of raised more questions through it like at the end of a saga you want to have you may not have have all the answers sorry all the questions to your answer to all the <laughs> all the answers to your questions um but you at least have like the main ones done and they did they had you know who I guess raise, Family. They didn't ans- answer, like, who her parents are, but they answered who her grandfather was, which I go into a whole thing about that in my first episode. But, I mean, it's just... I mean, I've actually... I looked back on the marketing when doing research for this. I remember the marketing for this movie. This movie was 20... came out in 2019. Like, this is fresh in my head. Even though that was, like... <laughs> that was year... That was almost, like... I think that's four years ago. I don't... Man, oh, man, I feel old. But, um, anyway... I mean the, the the marketing made it like kind of like oh the emperor could show up. That was like what the start of the marketing was. It was, you know, maybe you hear a distant laugh of the emperor, but it's not confirmed he's going to come back. And that was that was good. I love that part of the marketing. Not maybe same, but you know, people could be like oh he's going to show up, but some people could be like no, it's a symbolic thing of like his looming presence or something like that. And then they have like a Fortnite event. I remember this event I remember my brother did was, like, playing the game during it. And they just have him give a whole speech from the movie that isn't even out yet. And the whole, like, and also, like, his face is in the poster and stuff like that. I think if they played their cards right, they could have just, like, not have the Emperor in marketing at all. Not have it at all. So at the start of the movie, it's a big reveal. Because the start of the movie is shot and, like, paced in a way, like, the Emperor returning, is supposed to be this big, triumphant reveal. It's, you know, Kylo comes out, and you you hear his voice, but you don't see him. You're like, he, is his ghost here or something like that? And, uh, you know, follows. And then you finally see his, like, mangled corpse thing. I just want to put a little side tangent thing, actually. When I was, like, six, and I said, if, you know, and I said, like, Oh, there could be another Star Wars, you know, trilogy. I, I... I literally said that, what if the Emperor comes back? Like, what if he f- floated onto a planet after he died and, like, was revived or something? And then I saw this movie, and I'm like, really, Disney? Really? I mean, an idea from a six-year-old, me, made it this its way into this movie? I mean, there's, the of course, the line that everyone hates. Somehow, Palpatine returned which should just be the synopsis of the film. Somehow you returned, you know? But, I mean, it's just... Yeah, that's as much... Like, it's really just the Emperor stuff really the big prom for the movie. Everything else is all right. There's nothing really... It's a standard kind of, you know, sequel trilogy movie. Nothing great, but nothing too bad that it's really offensive. Now, number seven um, is the Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Now, anything... Now, anything from here and uh, now on is movies that I actually genuinely, like, enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed Phantom Menace as a kid. I loved it as a kid. And it has all right stuff in it. Like, it has good stuff, you know? I think Anakin, it's a good setup, you know, like, with the mother thing. I think the actor who plays, An- like, Kid Anakin, um, for those of you who don't know, he was, like, bullied in school for playing it. I'm sorry, who's bullying the kid that was in, like, one of the biggest movies of all time? I mean, that's just, uh, could you imagine bullying him? But anyway, um, I think the great theme, you know, Duel of the Fates is probably one of my favorite Star Wars scenes of all time. Speaking of duels, the duel with Darth Maul is just amazing. Like, it's, I, I can't describe how great it is. Like, it's just so good and how it's a lot of move, Like Because before, Star Wars duels in Star Wars were a lot of, you know, like a sword battle. Not, not a lot of movement, you know, very precise, blowing, strong hits. But this is a new kind you know, of um, lightsaber battles. It's very fast movement, a lot of fluid movements. It just works in a very good way. I I mean, I just wish Darth Maul was in more of these movies. I know he's in, you know, he's in the Clone Wars show and all that, but I wish he was in more, like, mainline movies. And when I saw Solo, that um, I got excited. I got excited cause I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to, like, come back and, you know the next movie, *Rise of Skywalker*, or something like that, or like a reimagined version of it, or something like that. But they, I mean, they didn't go anywhere with it, which is fine. You know, this this universe is forever expanding. But um, I just want to say the little thing Jar Jar Binks was kind of bad. I mean, he's not horrendous like people say. In my opinion, I just he doesn't really add anything. And I know the point of him is to like you know for little kids, but I mean, it's nothing wrong with Jar Jar. He's just Annoying, you know, a bit annoying. Now, coming at number six, now this one might actually be where people turn off the episode. Uh, Number six is Star Wars, Attack of the Clones. Now, many people um, will probably say, why is this higher than Phantom Menace? Well, because what I think, Attack of the Clones, is actually a really good Star Wars movie. I think it improves upon stuff from Phantom Menace. It's got less Jar 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 for one. Um... I think Anakin's a bit more interesting. I mean, sure, obviously, you know, he's stiff bone and stuff like that, but honestly, like, Hayden Christensen, knowing like knowing why he was stiff was just that, um, you know, he was basically trained since a young age as, like, a emotionless, you know, murdering machine, basically. So, of course, he's going to be emotionless. I think Padme has improved a lot. I loved Padme in these movies. Like, I, I rewatched her recently... And I, don't, I just think her and Anakin, like, scenes with them are just kind of fun, you know? Sure, there's the age gap thing that a lot of people uh, complain about, but I don't know. I think it's a good, solid movie. Nothing amazing, but nothing too terrible, you know? And that's, like, you know, it's middle of the row. Uh, number five is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, actually, this movie... Um, was higher, but then I realized I'm not going to do, like, sentimental value. Because this movie has a lot of sentimental value for me. Because this was the first Star Wars film that I saw in theaters. It was the first Star Wars film that was really released in my lifetime. I mean, sort of, because there was, like, the Clone Wars TV show, like, the movie that they did, but that wasn't in theaters. This was the, like, this was an experience. I remember it. I remember, to this day, going to go see it. I remember people were in, like, Stormtrooper uniforms, stuff like that. It was awesome. And, you know, it set up some great things, like Finn. All the, I went into that in my episode before. But um, I really like Han and Chewie, you know, in it. That's fun. You know, that even though they're older, they're still, you know, doing their swashbuckling things. My own problem, though, is Snoke. I didn't go into this in the last episode, but I don't think Snoke was anything, really. Snoke was, like, basically just a knockoff emperor. And I know it's like, oh, he's, like, failed clones of the emperor or something like that. I, I I honestly as a kid believed the theory that Mace Windu was Snoke as a kid I honestly believed it I thought it would be really cool if they like brought that up but you know I mean Snoke's just kind of waste like take him out of the movies he doesn't do that much he just kind of replace like Kylo's um, spot with him now um, episode uh, sorry uh, 4 number 4 now this is um, if you weren't mad about Dark the Clones and Phantom Menace's position Oh boy, you're going to be mad about this one. Number four is Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Now I'm going to say this, and um, this may be discrediting every single thing about Star Wars I say later. I think Empire Strikes Back is the worst of the original trilogy. I think it's a bit overrated. It's still great. You know, it's got the iconic scene. Han's really great in it. I love Han in these movies. Um, I love him and Leia's, like, banter, you know, snip, snap, snip, snap back at each other, you know. Um, Yoda is probably my favorite part of the movie I just love it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Yoda scenes and I'm just it's just fun like I love um especially the transition that like he's he definitely went like crazy on the moon because you see him at the end of like Revenge of the Sith he's you know he's still calm cool collected and in this one he's just kind of like a, a hillbilly in a swamp of course he's wise still but I like that that he had like such a drastic change over the course of the years I just, people say it's the best Star Wars movie. I just don't think it's true. Like, I, I can't really say why. It's just I prefer the other two much more. And now we got um number three. Now, number three and number two were actually very close calls for me. Um I had a lot of back and forth, and I just looked at myself, and I said, like, which one would you, like, want to watch? Like, if you had the choice between the two, which one would you want to watch? So number three is uh, Star Wars, of the Sith. Now, in my eyes, these two, uh, one, uh, sorry, three and two are on the same, like, ranking level. They're both amazing. But, I mean, it's meme to heck um, Revenge of the Sith. You know, there's the iconic, hello there, General Kanubi. You know, I'm not gonna do it because I'm not good. I love the Darth Vader transformation. It's got the best duel in Star Wars, in my opinion. I really like their uh, duel at the end. And I like that Anakin didn't turn to the dark side by his own will, kind of. He was kind of manipulated by the empire Emperor. But I like that it's not like he's manipulated and he's brainwashed. He just slowly took over his mind and made him distrust everyone. And I think that's so much better than if he just kind of turned evil. Like, it makes the original trilogy look um, much better, like Darth Vader there, look much better on how there's still a bit of Anakin. And you see that in stuff like the comics and a bit in, like, Kenobi, over uh, Kenobi, the show that there's, Anakin's still in there. And I really hope that the uh, Darth Vader comic series gets adapted into a Disney Plus show. Disney, if you're listening to this, please do it. They're really good, and I just really love them. Um, number two. Okay, now, number obviously, once I say number two, you're going to know number one, but, you know, try not to think about that. Number two is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yes, sirree um i dare i say best part of it ewoks i mean they're just so adorable i love their little civilization this little civilization they have like above the trees you know it's all made of like wood and they're just like walking around it's so adorable um darth vader death scene that's a very good ending to the character um i wish um so for those you don't know Return of the Jedi was not meant to be as kid-friendly as it was. It was originally, there were no Ewoks. Instead, it was Wookiees. Actually, Chewie's own plan and stuff like that. And Han was supposed to sacrifice himself at the end of the movie. I, it's not specified how he would die, but he was supposed to die. Um, they then did that in um, Force Awakens. That was actually the one uh, reason that Han Solo returned. He returned because he wanted to you know, reunite. Because uh, he does not like playing the character. But um, he also did it on the one thing that Han dies in the movie, so he can never come back. Yeah. But uh, I love the speed bike stuff, especially if you know how they filmed the speed bikes. Um, how they did it was that actually, through the forest, um, they had actually a Jeep. Um, they had the camera on the back of the Jeep, and they just drove forward, but the camera looks like they're you know driving back. So what they did was they did that, sped up the footage, and then rewinded it back forward. So that there's this odd distorted look to it. Um, so it's, it looks like they're going forward at a really fast pace. But if you really watch it slower, you realize they're actually kind of going back. And it adds this weird distorted effect. It's similar to what they did in uh, Twin Peaks with the backwards talking lady. Um, and, of course, number one. Star Wars A New Hope. The original Star Wars movie. I mean, dare I say why this is it? I mean, it's obviously the one that's, like, the one you could watch the most amount of times and not get tired of it. Like, it is the definitive Star Wars movie. The story's simple enough that you can just kick back and relax. It's got fun banter. It's got great setups. And not to mention the fact that it completely revolutionized the visual effects industry. I mean, if you have not seen the Empire of Dreams documentary on Disney Plus about how they made the original trilogy, go go watch it. Pause this episode right now and go watch it. It is a amazing documentary. It goes into it shows behind the scene footage. It shows bloopers. It shows all this stuff, and you see how the first one, the second one, and the third one were all created. And it's amazing. It just it's the best at everything. I mean, my only complaint with it is that like the lightsaber. Uh, Duel of course is like You know weak Like it's not that great But I mean It's their first time With the technology And stuff like that You know They didn't know If they'd be able to Pull it off anyway Um, But yeah So that's my rankings Uh, Just to go over them again At number 9 We have Star Wars The Last Jedi Number 8 We have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Number 7 Star Wars The Phantom Menace Number 6 Star Wars Attack of the Clones Number 5 Star Wars Force Awakens Number four, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Number three, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Number two, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And number one, Star Wars A New Hope. Woohoo! Yeah, we finished the rankings. Yeah. And I know I left out Rogue One and Solo. These were supposed to be just mainline movies, not the side ones. And now, before I finish this episode, I would like to introduce a new segment I am introducing. I'm calling it the Movie of the Week. Um, It's basically where I, at the end of the show, will recommend a movie. I'll give a small but spoiler-free synopsis of the film. And it's just kind of a thing, you know, that um, after watching this, um, you can have something maybe on the weekend if you're bored to watch. So this week's one is the film Truman Show, starring Jim Carrey. Now, since you hear Jim Carrey, you're thinking it's a slapstick fun adventure. But no, Truman Show is actually one of his more serious films, and it's probably my favorite of his films. It follows the story of a man who from birth has been filmed in a live uh, 24-7 television show about his life. Everyone in his life, every single place in his life, has all been fake and a television show. And now he slowly realizes it. It's, that's, that's all I'm going to say without spoiling anything. Easily in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's just so great. I highly recommend it. Jim Carrey was snubbed, snubbed from the Oscar nominations that year. It's just astounding. And um, with that, I'd like to end today's episode. This is a bit of a shorter episode compared to what I normally do, but, you know, I'm just experimenting with new kinds of formats for episodes because I'm starting off. You know, I want to see what people like, what people don't like. So um, thank you all for listening to this episode. I appreciate every single listener. Even if an episode only gets, like, three people listening to it, I'm over the moon happy that three people took time out of their day to listen to me ramble about nerd stuff. Um, So thank you so much for the people who continue to listen, some people who follow. Um, You know, share it around with your friends if you want. Um, I just appreciate all you guys for, you know, listening. Uh, I thought no one would listen to this show. Um, So thank you. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and I hope everyone has just an amazing weekend. Uh, Thank you, and goodbye.